welcome to another episode of Let's Make It. And tonight, I'm kind of flying solo. Uh, Bob is feeling a little bit under the weather, so keep him in your thoughts and everything. Um, so he won't be with us tonight, and he's going to want him to rest and, and start feeling better. So we haven't had a show in two weeks because I've been on vacation. I went uh, down to South Carolina and spent uh, a few, well, 10 days, basically, uh, down in South Carolina and enjoyed myself and finally... Uh, came back and I'm starting to get back into the groove again. In fact, I got ambitious this past weekend and tore the studio pretty much apart and redid how all the monitors are and everything in front of me and changed up the lighting. So still coming back from all those changes. So uh, while I was gone, I was trying to think of some new show episodes and stuff. And um, a while back, I mentioned about a project I was going to do um, for our dog. And she wants to go out. She comes and she stares at you, but she doesn't tell you what she wants. And you got to ask her three or four times, and then she finally will maybe bark or, or run to the door when she wants to get to go out. So we decided a while back that I was I should make a button for her. So I'm going to go through that tonight. That's tonight's project. I did that uh, using an off-the-shelf um, Arduino board from Adafruit, and we'll talk about that too because there's two versions of it. One of them has an amplifier, and one of them doesn't. Um, and I, I got the one without first, and I thought, well, I should have the one with. But we'll talk about that a little bit later. One thing I do want to kind of cover, and um, this past week it was announced by Justin TV that they were shutting down, and they didn't give any kind of notice. They basically said, we're shut down. Anybody that was on that service that had content pretty much lost it. Uh, we're not one of those. We don't keep our content there, but we did stream through it. And Justin TV is still on our website, but it will be removed here in the next couple of days because they no longer, no longer are going to support streaming. Uh not sure if you had heard or how uh, how much you follow it, but um, Twitch TV, which is also part of Justin, Justin started Twitch for gaming, was bought by Google and uh, and YouTube. So I'm sure that had something to do with that. Uh, it's a little frustrating, probably some people that didn't have notice. Fortunately, we weren't one that's really really affected by it, other than we streamed streamed to them. So it's not really a big deal. But I know we had some viewers that would watch us on Justin TV. And that no longer is going to be the case. So we're rearranging all of our streaming. In fact, tonight I'm only on uh, Daily Motion, but next week hopefully we're up on a couple other ones as well. Like we, we get some old ones live stream and a few other ones we used to, to use, and we're going to spin them back up again. And so we're going to readjust all that stuff over the next next week or so. So it's just something that if you go looking for Justin TV or you go to our Justin TV link on the website, it's just not there. It won't work anymore. They're just gone. So that's just to make sure that we that we covered that. Um, so I had a question in the chat room before the show started about our hexacopter update, and I think you all remember probably last time I talked about it. I had crashed it, actually damaged the house more than I did it. But since I've been back from vacation, um, I haven't had time to go back outside. It's been kind of ugly outside, anyways, and storming. So I haven't really had a chance to go out and uh, and fly it around. But I do have the other ones sitting on the table, ready to start assembling them. One of the things I decided to do with the hexacopter is I was having some problems with the speed controllers and reading about them, they got to be adjusted. I guess the speed controllers are used for you and airplanes and everything now as well. Instead of gasoline engines, a lot of people use them to control um, motor, electric motors on, on airplanes. So there's this adjustment you have to do, which gives you the bottom and the top end of motion. But with the hexacopter controllers, it doesn't always work right. There's a tuning thing you got to do. So I was doing that. Uh, last time when it crashed, I don't think I've ever got them correct. But what I decided to do was the um, so company that makes some that are don't need tuned. 
So they're on their way here. Oh, I thought they may have been here by the time I got back from vacation, but they haven't arrived yet. So uh, when I get those, I'll replace those in the next copter and see if it flies or not flies, but even idles a little bit better. One of the odd things about it was when you would give it power, you may have two blades that are spinning at idle and the other ones weren't spin until you go to take off. And then they'd also take off and go. And after it was flying, it was fine. But if you tried to give a little bit, like if um, you could take a really hard, like into the wind and trying to go one angle, some of the other ones may shut off, which then made it really unstable, which these other ones supposedly don't do that. So those are on the way. Uh, let's see. I think that's pretty much all of the news that I had this week. Like I said, Bob's not going to be with us today. Um, hopefully he's resting up and uh, and getting, getting him starting to feel better. I know he had a rough rough week last week, uh, not feeling so well. So, All right, so like I mentioned before, we had a project we wanted to do. My wife and I talked about this, and we wanted to do this thing for our dog because she is weird how she she comes and she stares at, stares at you. And she doesn't, she doesn't, this dog doesn't bark. Um, it takes a lot to get her to bark, and we have to coach her to do that. Um, otherwise, she just doesn't. She won't doesn't bark at all. She's actually many times she barks really is when she's sleeping and dreaming. But if you coach her enough, and she has to go the, go outside, or we call it go potty for her, and you keep asking her, she eventually will give you a little bark. So what we want to do is give her a way that she could tell us that she has what she wanted. Because sometimes she just wants water, sometimes she wants food, sometimes she has to go out. So it's kind of hard to sometimes to understand. What she wants. So we decided to, to do a button. So I'm going to show it to you. I don't have it on camera because I tore it all apart. So I'm going to hold it up. But basically what I have here is I have a gaming button. Like you'd see like on a, a video game in any kind of video game place. An arcade or whatever. Um, and I got these. I can't remember where I got these. But I got a bunch of them. And also got some smaller ones too that you find on video games. But it's a big button. It, has a, it lights up. There's an LED inside of it. It lights up. And then from Adafruit, I got this shield, which is attached to right now just a Arduino Uno. And then there's a shield. And let's see if I get the name of the shield. It's just called the Music Maker Shield. And it comes in two flavors. It comes with uh, one with an amplifier built onto it and one with not. So you can uh, get audio out through this little plug, like to earphone, to a stereo or something like, something like that. Because, But I want to put this in a box by itself. So um, I got the one first, not realizing that it, there was two versions of it. This is, then I got I ordered another one with the amplifiers on it. So this has an amplifier on it. It's a low, it's a low power amplifier, but it's enough to power this little speaker here. It's a little um, 8 ohm speaker, and it works, it works well for that. So one of the things, if you saw that when I was holding it up, but every so often it just it blinks. It's about every 10 seconds or so. It'll give you a real quick blink. I think see on the camera or not. Let's see. Come on. There it goes. So it just, it just blinked. That's just so we know it's working. And it's also, I, th I want to try to teach our dog that when that's what she needs to touch when it, when it goes off. But what I did is I went out to, um, 5rr.com, which is a place where you can get things done for five bucks. And I paid somebody $5 and do a voiceover as my dog saying she has to go potty. And, uh, she gave me like probably eight or nine different versions of that, that. And next week was kind of funny because she was trying to think she made comments while she was recording, like trying to think what her pets would say. Um, but what I did, I took those, 
uh, wave, wave file she sent me, and I broke it into individual files, and those files are stored on the SD card that's on this right here. And I'll try to get some pictures of this and stick it up in the on the notes because I don't have a camera overhead to zoom in and show uh, this week. So basically what I did is I wrote a, a, a sketch, which I'll walk through here in a little bit, that when the button is pushed every 10 seconds or maybe 11 seconds, something like that, it'll keep rotating around all those different sayings saying I had to go potty. And then if we want to turn it off, we just hold it down for five seconds. And then when that, we do that, it stops and goes back to normal. So I'm going to press it here and you're going to hear what it says. Let me get it close to the microphone. So I'm going to press the button. I have to go potty. I think you heard that. Um, and it'll keep talking now without me doing anything with the button. I'll bring it up here. It feels like forever when you're like this. Oh, maybe I did. Maybe I pushed it. Yeah, I did. I have to go potty. You know, see, it's blinking faster. That's telling us that that she triggered it, basically. I have to go potty. And I'll let it go a couple more times here then. I have to go potty. I have to go potty. There we go. So now I'll hold it down. And when I hold it down, see it starts blinking. So that I cleared it basically. It's reset. Waiting for her to press it down again. If she presses it again, it's gonna go I have to go potty. Right away. So I'll go ahead and stop that. Just like that. So pretty simple little project. We haven't tried training her yet uh, on that because I have it in a box. So I'm going to put it in a box and put her by the sliding glass door in the back, and hopefully she can learn it. She is about uh, seven or eight years old now. We rescued her. We thought that she was about two. So I don't know. Old dog, new tricks type thing. We'll find out. But what I would do want to do is I do want to walk through the code because it's actually very interesting. This is the first time I've ever done anything with an Arduino that actually played something. And it's actually playing MP3s. So it's not something like a text-to-speech. But we'll walk through here real quick. Let me go back over to the computer. This script actually came from the Adafruit site. So I downloaded it when it's from the, if you go look at the, the board itself, you can um, find the library. And also in the library is from samples. So I basically took the Adafruit samples. And I, you know, cut it up pretty good. Um, but basically what it is, is uh, it uses the SPI interface for the SD card. So we have to include SPI.h and SD.h. Now it's a micro SD card, but it's still SD.h. And then here's the Adafruit library, the VS1053.h, which uh, is what's needed to actually use the chip. And um, the Shield that comes from Adafruit has some pins predefined on it. So seven and six are used to communicate with the VS1053 chip, which is the uh, the playback chip. And then for the card select for the SD, you have uh, pin number four. And if you want to use an interrupt, 
uh, you can use this pin number three, which I actually ended up using pin number three for something different uh, on down in here. So uh, I didn't, I'm not using interrupt, so it doesn't really matter in my particular case. And then we'll get down in here where my part of it is. So um, the files on the SD card are numbered uh, in basically they go from starting at zero one and they go as high as, you know, in my case six. So I have a routine. We're going to get down here and when I get to six, I want to go back to one again. So what I'm saying is the max messages that I have on the disc is, or on the card is six. And then I have two modes. It's either waiting for Bella to press the button or it's been pressed and it's in the gotta go uh, mode. So then I come down and I define the uh, file player and I can call that music player. And you see right here, I define all the different um, pins that I defined above. And then I set my defaults. The current message is going to be played is equal to one. And then the current mode is equal to one saying it's going to be in the waiting mode. And the first message is going to be number one. And then I have some loop counts here. And this is how I determine the two different um, blinking rates. So, and also how long I've, how I have, we held the button down to reset it. So I had it set up so that we had the button down for so long to reset it. So if she hit it twice real fast, it wouldn't just clear itself. So I had to, this is what the button count does. Um, and the message loop count is basically the, how much time it waits in between each message that it plays. So we come down to the setup, real basic stuff here in the very beginning. We do our serial setup and I just print, print out that it's the bell, it's Bella's potty button. And then I open the music player and if for some reason I can't find it, then I basically say I can't find the chip and I sit in a while loop forever, not doing anything. And then uh, print out the audio chip found. This all came out of the Adafruit default program. Start the SD card right here and I set my volume. And, it, and what's interesting here is it's kind of backwards what you would think. So when it in the default whenever you get the sketch is 20 and 20. So it's left and right channels. It's a, it's a stereo output. Um, although I'm only using one side of it, but it defaults just to 20 and 20 and it was quiet. And I ended up uh, trying to increase the number, which didn't help actually with the opposite direction. So it actually is the lower the number you go, the higher the volume. So I got it as high as I can get it, which is one and one. And then uh, I do set an interrupt pin, although I'm not using the interrupt pin for anything. I set pin two to be an output pin right here. And right now what, is the, what it does is as soon as it starts up, it does play one, it does play track 001. I'm probably gonna remove that because there's no reason to actually do that. And then in the loop, we're pretty much sitting and waiting for something to happen. So in mode number one, which is when we're waiting for uh, Bella to press the button, I'm just checking the button and if it's pressed, then I play, I do a play message, which I'll walk through in a little bit, basically plays the next message in the loop. I set our button count equal to zero, our message loop count equal to zero, and I change the mode to two. And I do that so you'll see the button count later on. Why, basically, that's this is what's going to wait to see how long we've held the button down. And message loop count is, is what's used to determine how often the message plays again. So um, right beneath that, and it, this will happen every, through every loop, basically, is I'm increasing blink count. And every time I get reached to 100, I'm basically going to turn the light on and turn the light off um, and with a delay of, of half or a quarter of a second in between there. And I reset blink count back to zero. So basically that causes the, the slow blink 
just so we know it's still still functioning. And if something if Bella presses the button, which makes it uh, current mode equals two, what we're doing here is we're checking the button, and if the button's down, we're increasing that button count. And if we hold that button count, or hold that button down for more than six cycles, <coughs> excuse me, then we're assuming that we want to reset it. So what we do is uh, we put mode back to one, and we sit here and we wait while the button's being held down. And the reason we do that is if we're holding the button down and it resets itself and we're still holding it down, it's going to go back and start playing messages again and go back into the other mode. So um, by us waiting here until the button's released, we know the button's been released. So if it's pressed again, it's pressed on purpose. So that's what this little while loop right here is for. But let's just say the button isn't pressed and we come down here and we do message loop count. And when we've gone through this loop 60 times, which basically is every six seconds, I guess in this case, because we're delaying uh, down here one-tenth of a second, then we play the message again, and we set our loop count back to zero, and we start counting over again. And we also have a blink counter here. And our blink counter for this particular mode is much faster. Up here, we're blinking once every, mm, what would that be, 10 seconds. And down here, we're blinking once every, what would it be, two seconds. So um, basically what we're doing is we're looking for a blink count here, and we're increasing about 15 versus the one that's up top here. We get greater than 100, we do the same thing. We turn it on, we wait for a quarter of a second, and turn it back off again. And then the loop ends with a delay of 100 milliseconds. So we're looping through here every 100 milliseconds. So 10 times a second, we're checking that button the button status. And then the only other thing that's in here really is a simple routine that actually does the playing. So this is what play messages does right here. And um, I set up a file name, track the 001.mp3, and then I just changed the number to be the current message number plus 48, which makes it like, um, if it's one, it's gonna be 48 plus one, which is actually another number one. So that's how we set up our file name. And then we just, to play the file, it's real simple. It's just musicplayer.playfullfile, and there's put the file name in there, and then we increase the current message, and if that current message is greater than six, it means we've gone, we don't have a seven, so we go back to number one again. Next time we play call this routine, it's gonna go back, and it is going to play that one more time. So um, that's all the play message does. So it's really a simple program, and it's only, what, 118 lines. So really, really basic. Um, with all the the long stuff at the top is already set up from the sample Adafruit uh, program that I pulled down. So let's see, let's clean this up a little bit. I haven't commented this very well yet. I'm gonna recomment this before I put it out in the show notes. But um, playing a, a, a an MP3 file with this library in this card is super simple. And uh, there's a bunch of other options for the music player. I'm actually let me go up here and. Um, Look at the other examples that come with this. So, well, this is the player simple. This is what I took took this from, and you can see it's really well documented. But there's a bunch of different ways you can do it. So if you're not using it all, you just cut it out, which is pretty much what I did. But you can see in this very simple example, they're just going to play two tracks. And you can also play multiple things at one time. It looks like I haven't tried this yet, but um, you see here, start playing file. And it does that while 
it's already playing this file. So you can, you can play multiple things. And it does require interrupts, but that's why I said before I wasn't doing this, so I didn't require the interrupt to be able to do that. And uh, down here, it's just, they have zero controls, like start and stop, stuff like that, right down in here. Let's see, what other examples does this library come with? Uh, here's a GPIO test. Let's see what this does. It's, uh, oh, I see. It's just doing some GPIO uh, for beginning and ending and things like that. Oh. Well, also you can do some control over the actual player itself using GPIO. And it can read, oh, I guess the library has GPIO built into it, as it looks like. Um, I haven't really researched that very much because all I always want to do is play. But the board the board comes with extra row of holes so you can do your own connections uh, to the pin numbers as well. All right. So that is the Adafruit. What did I say it was called again? Music Maker MP3 Shield. And because uh, I have two copies of it now, I have one without and one with an amplifier. Um, the amplifier is not really powerful, but it runs this, these little speakers, you know, just fine. So, and I could actually run two speakers with it. So my next step is to build a box. Now I've kind of recorded me putting this up together and I'll go through that in another, in maybe another segment and putting it in the box and everything. Cause I put little clips. You can't really tell probably from the distance without the camera overhead, but these are like slide ons. Um, and the actual button itself, I don't know if you've ever seen one of these is actually very interesting because this is just a hollow piece of plastic with some little push pins on it. So it doesn't do anything by itself. And then that button is just a typical um, edge button with an LED in the middle. So um, you've seen all these buttons sometimes with like little arms on them uh, that trigger when something hits it. So it's um, like sometimes they call them edge buttons. Sometimes they, um, they call them when CNC's. Um, uh, I can't remember what they're calling. But anyways, there's the button. And just a real tiny little thing. You just push it like this. I have to go potty. And you see there's the the message. And now you see the you can try to see the LED now. It's blinking faster. So I stop it. So but yeah, it's a very interesting button. And they make these in all kinds of sizes too. Um I was just on vacation when I was down in uh on the way to North to South Carolina. We stopped at Dave and Buster's with our nephews. And they had, I saw these things everywhere in there. And there's one game that probably had at least a hundred of these on it and that are blue. And you had, a, the idea was like whack-a-mole, but it was, ver, it was uh, vertical instead of horizontal and you had to hit it with your hands. But, and so I, I was amazed how many things are around. And then the, I have littler ones too for other video games, for like start buttons and things like that. So uh, very interesting, very fun, very fun to play with. So I think that's uh, pretty much it. It's going to be a short show this week. Um, didn't really have a, a lot more than this uh, planned and with Bob uh, being out. So I won't hold everybody up. I'll make it as uh, as short so you can get back and go play with your toys and your electronics and everything. Let me see if I've got anything here in the chat room. Oh, okay. So yeah, Chris, Justin TV is gone. <laughs> so you're never going to get Justin TV to work again. They took it, they took it down. Um, 
Let's see. Oh, so Chris can't watch it on Daily Motion? Okay, well, next week we'll have the, some of the other ones set back up that we took down because we we were had too many of them. Um, Ustream wasn't up tonight either. I don't know what's going on with Ustream. I couldn't get it to come up. Let's see. Oh, Chris is having problems viewing. Yeah, since I can't get the daily motion, I don't know why that would be the case. Um, but I'm not sure what's going on with um, Ustream. Well, I don't recommend Ustream anyways because it's to make commercials on it. But we will um, have some of the older ones that we're using before back in there, maybe Vaughn or somebody. Something like that will get set back up. Plus, we're also looking at um, YouTube Live, which is is a bad example to use when you're watching live because it's the, the delay is is really long it can be more than a minute delay so you can't chat back and forth i mean already we have delay can you imagine adding another minute on top of that so uh, but we may do that anyways we are actually setting up a wowza server uh, a, a dedicated server outside of here and we'll just stream to it and we can stream everywhere that way um the reason we took down um the other ones like vaughn was we didn't have enough bandwidth that to do them all and daily motion was a better better quality video than any of the other ones so we you know put that as a, as a priority but with justin gone we need to start doing uh, more of this so all right all right i don't have anything else other than uh tell your friends spread the word a little bit you know we're you can get us on roku you can download our shows um Anywhere as a podcast directory. And if, in fact, if you find one where we're not, please let us know. We'll make sure that we get ourselves there. Uh, we can get some on Stitcher, although I'm not quite sure how well we translate to audio only. And something, oh, yeah, this is the other thing. I meant to mention this in the very beginning. Uh, WLM Radio, WLMN Radio, uh, out of Crofton, West Virginia, is starting to carry our shows. And they also have a TV version of it now. Uh, I think it's only on at night. And we'll start showing up on there as well. So we'd like to welcome WLMN Radio in Crofton uh, to the Texan TV family or, well, they'll welcome us, whatever. <laughs> so um, that's something that's new for us, and we're really looking forward to working with them. They're great people out there. So um, they stream worldwide on their audio station, and uh, we'll be on audio and on their video side as well. So also, uh, yeah. Never mind. I already said that. <laughs> it's one of those kind of nights where my mind is not quite thinking straight with all the weird stuff going on. All right, everybody. Well, we'll let everybody get back, and uh, I'll go keep working on some of the little weird things that are happening around here. Everybody have a great week, and we'll see you next Monday night. For show notes for this show, contacts, and more, go to the TexN.TV website where you can get show notes for all of our shows. We love to hear from our viewers and listeners. We have an email, a Twitter, and a phone number where you can contact us for each show. For details, visit the TechZen.TV website and get the show details. You can also make a video and upload it somewhere like YouTube or Vimeo and then just send us a link. You never know, you may see your video in a future show. You can get all of our shows delivered automatically to your favorite device by going to your favorite podcast website like iTunes and subscribing. Each of our shows also has a YouTube channel you can subscribe to to get regular updates. Our shows are also available on most internet radio networks like Stitcher and TuneIn Radio. You can also watch and listen to our shows on Xbox, TiVo, and Roku. You can even find us on your Zoom.